the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hey, the movement is growing. I'm not a boycott kind of guy. I normally don't want the government involved in any kind of a boycott, but I'm a little different when it comes to the Olympics. Um, Actually, the Winter Olympics in this case. They're scheduled for February 2022 in Beijing. And I don't know, maybe you've noticed that the people running the government over there in China, in Beijing, China, have been uh, doing a lot of bad things lately, releasing a virus, whether intentionally or unintentionally, that kills millions of people and causes governments to panic and ruin millions of lives is pretty bad. And now there are stories of entire villages of Uyghurs in China being sterilized. So why would the world want to give creeps like this uh, any kind of a platform? There's a story out uh, today about legislatures, legislators, I should say, in 10 countries who um, they're, they're now pushing for a boycott, and that includes the United States, by the way. There was a bipartisan resolution in Congress on Monday that urges the International Olympic Committee to, quote, initiate an emergency search process for alternative replacement facilities for the 2022 Games. That means move the Games. Uh, Canada's also on board with that. What kind of Winter Olympics would China get with no USA and no Canada? How about no Sweden, Denmark, Finland, or Switzerland? Uh, That wouldn't be much of a, a hockey tournament, would it? The European Parliament declared that the world, quote, does not condone and will not whitewash these ongoing crimes. Uh, So they're uh, looking for a boycott, too, or to have the Olympics moved. Uh, And they're not not condoning or whitewashing these ongoing crimes by the the Chinese Communist Party. Uh, The U.K. is behind it, too. And the NHL has been involved in wokeness, uh, in the wokeness movement for a while now. And this would be a good time for the NHL to take the lead on this. No hockey from the NHL at the Winter Olympics if they are uh, if they take place in Beijing, China. And this would be a good time for the NHL to do that right about now as their playoffs are getting a lot of attention, but we'll see what happens. In our second half hour today, I'm going to replay an interview that I did back in February with a woman named Shannon Tiesa who writes for thediplomat.com, and she explained how it should and can be done, the boycott, I mean. It's time for the people involved in winter sports to get behind this. But there's less and less time to get it done now. Come on, it's uh, it's June. Meanwhile, coming up after the break, I'm going to talk to a guy who did extensive research on how the woke movement today is slowly putting an end to merit and being rewarded for hard work. Pretty scary stuff, actually, and dumb. I'll stick around. You stick around. I'll be back. It's finally time to replace that old leaky roof, or how about some new siding? You can count on Windows or Us, the area's premier exterior replacement company. This is John Steigerwald. With over 50 years' experience in the home remodeling industry, Windows or Us offers repair and replacement for roofs, siding, gutters and downspouts, windows, entry doors, even decks. A leaky roof left unfixed can lead to mold and mildew. Maybe you lost siding during the recent windstorms. Don't put those repairs off. Windows R Us offers 12 months no interest financing and no processing fee through Dollar Bank. Want new factory direct replacement windows for your home or office? Choose from 100% vinyl, commercial aluminum, wood, and composite. And how'd you like to never clean your gutters again? For a limited time, get a free gutter filter with the purchase of complete siding or roof replacement. That offers valid through 63021. All with 12 months no interest, no processing fee, and backed by the best warranty in the industry. Schedule your free estimate and inspection today at windowsrpittsburgh.com. That's windowsrpittsburgh.com. As dads, it's our job to capture as many memories with our kids as possible. It's also our job to embarrass them, and if we're lucky, we get to do both. That's why I'm thankful my son created Legacy Box, the world's largest digitizer of home movies and photos. And I'll never recover from the time you showed up to my middle school dance to disco in front of everyone. Thanks, Dad. But he's right. Simply fill your legacy box with your old VHS, camcorder tapes, film reels, and photos, and we'll do the rest. And in just a couple of weeks, you'll get your originals back, along with a DVD, 
thumb drive, or cloud delivery. Stuff that even an old man like me can figure out. Check out Legacy Box today. Plus, for Father's Day, we're offering an incredible 50% off. Visit LegacyBox.com slash LBOX. This is one of the best discounts we've offered. That's LegacyBox.com slash LBOX for 50% off. LegacyBox.com slash LBOX. If you're thinking of replacing your carpets due to pet stains and odors, you must try Genesis 950. The reviews are amazing, as this is one product that actually works. With water, it breaks down the bonds of stains and odors, so they're gone for good. Its antibacterial component removes pet odors from carpet and padding. It can be used in a carpet cleaning machine, and it's green, so it's safe for your family and pets. Genesis 950 is made in America. If you are tired of pet cleaners that don't work, it's time to buy Genesis 950. One gallon of industrial strength genesis 950 makes up to seven gallons of cleaner but genesis 950 is not just for pet stains it's great for bathrooms kitchens floors upholstery and grease stains consider genesis 950 before purchasing new carpets genesis 950 has great customer service order one gallon direct at genesis 950.com to receive a free spray bottle free shipping and ten dollar coupon using code pets that's ten dollar coupon using code pets that's genesis 950.com discount only available at genesis 950.com genesis 950 much cheaper than replacing your carpets. 2021 is the perfect time to add a healthy new habit to your daily wellness routine. Good nasal hygiene. We all know there's bad stuff in the air, allergens, bacteria, viruses, and that some of it's very dangerous. So what can you do to protect yourself? Well, you can clean your nose with Navage. Your nose is the body's air filter, and with Navage, you help your body defend itself by flushing out the crud and germs. I'm Martin Hoke, and I invented Navage, the world's only nose cleaner with powered suction. Navage is easy to use, affordable, and it has over 40,000 online reviews, averaging 4.7 stars. Join millions of Navage users to relieve congestion and allergies, breathe better, sleep deeper, snore less, and feel healthier without drugs. At Navage.com, CVS, Walgreens, Bed Bath, Target, and Rite Aid. You wash your hands and brush your teeth every day. Let 2021 be the year you start cleaning your nose with Navage. N-A-V-A-G-E. Clean nose, healthy life. Navage. I have two dogs, Sam and Bailey. Both are golden retrievers. Poor Sam, he was a mess. Always itching. His paws were soaking wet all day from just constant licking. He had bald spots on his back. I just don't like putting shots and steroids into your dog all the time. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Dynavite is nutrition. Probably two weeks after he started Dynavite, I started seeing great improvements. And today, 99% of his issues are non-existent. It's amazing stuff. Since Bailey has been 12 weeks old, he's been a Dynavite dog. And he has zero issues today. He won't eat his food without Dynavite. When I get out the Dynavite, my dogs actually salivate. Like I'm getting them a treat. They drool over it. Dynavite is the best thing you can do for your dog. You won't believe how happy your dog will be. I get my Dynavite from D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. This is the John Walt Show on AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The Answer. I don't know about you, but uh, when I get on a plane, I, I kind of hope that the pilot is the pilot because he or uh, she proved to be, you know, qualified for the job and be the most qualified among candidates. And I didn't get there because he or she belongs to a certain group. But believe it or not, there's a chance that in the future that might not be the case if it's not happening already. Richard Bernstein of RealClearInvestigations.com did lots of research on that subject of the disappearance of merit, and uh, he joins us now. Richard, thanks for being here. A pleasure. Thanks for so having the, me, John. Yeah, so the, the headline of your piece at uh, Real Clear Investigations reads, uh, Almost Overnight Standards of Color Blind Merit Tumble Across the Country. Does overnight possibly mean the night of January 21st of this year? Um, no. Uh, I think this has been happening, actually, uh, um, before January 21st. I wouldn't, mm-hmm. I mean, I think that the Biden administration uh, is the most, you know, looking to be a very woke administration, yeah. maybe the most woke one in recent decades, but uh, but these forces have been brewing for for some time. Uh, what's happened overnight, uh, it isn't really, I mean, uh, is there's been a dramatic acceleration and what's happened, I think, in particular, is that uh, the phenomenon has moved 
from the academic world into the corporate world. Mm-hmm. And the major event there was not the election of Biden. It was the uh, the George Floyd incident and the emergence of the Black Lives Matter movement and a kind of national a sense of national urgency uh, about racial disparities and racial injustice. And uh, that, that's what produced what I regard as a, a terrible overreaction. Yeah. Uh, it's and whatever you think of what happened with George Floyd, um, that that's is that an incident that we want to change the entire future and direction of the country based on what happened that day in Minnesota? I mean, yeah. That's a, well, no, of course, and and it has yeah. absolutely nothing to do with it, but it it, it gave a uh, a lift to the whole you know mm-hmm. kind of diversity and and inclusion and equity movement. Uh, even though you're absolutely right, it had nothing, nothing really to do with it. Uh, uh, but you know, the there was a uh, an atmosphere and a mood uh, that swept the country that affected all just a huge number of areas of American life. And so you have uh, just uh, last month the American Medical Association coming up with a uh, you know a what they call it you know a new strategy for. Uh, inclusion and diversity that buys into the whole idea of uh, systemic racism uh, that that any any disp- any racial disparity at all is is due to systemic racism rather than to individual behavior or individual choices that people make when did we go from equality to equity uh it sure seemed to happen fast uh, just uh, some of the same thing you're just talking about uh, that seems to go back to that day in Minnesota, but uh, equity is—it was amazing to just watch liberal uh, politicians and people in the media switch from using the word equality to equity, and as though they were both the same thing, but they're not. That's right; they're very different. Um, I mean, equality uh, is to make sure that everybody has the same chance, mm-hmm. uh, and for everybody to be given the same opportunity. Uh, equity is more the idea that uh, that uh, the system is judged by uh, having a representation uh, proportional to the population. Uh, so it's it's what we're looking for now with equity is equality of results or equality of outcomes, and you can't have. Um, equality of outcomes, uh, and equality of treatment at the same time. Uh, and you have to have, uh, you have to take into consideration race, especially, uh, gender also in making, in making choices or designing programs, uh, um, so that you, you end up with something really kind of the inverse of, uh, well, you know, Martin Luther King's great statement, you know, I don't, want, don't, don't judge me by the color of the skin, judge me by the content of my character. And now the forces of wokeness are asking to be judged by the color of their skin rather than by the content of their character. They, they, you know, they don't come out right out and say it, but mm-hmm. that's, that's what's implied in this notion of equity. And uh, that seems like such an obvious thing. Uh... And some really smart people out there are pushing this. It almost makes you think that uh, they they can't be that dumb, and there has to be something nefarious involved. At least for me, anyway. Well, I mean, it's just so you know, obvious. Yeah. Well, it's a very the the woke narrative. I mean, I, I I hate that word woke to tell you the truth, but I can't think of another yes. one that kind of Overused. sums up what's yeah. going on. Uh, it's a very powerful narrative, uh, and when it's associated with, uh, you know, very bad things like the like the George Floyd incident, uh, it takes on even even more power. And the most powerful thing about it is the accusation that lurks uh, for anybody that raises questions or has a difference of opinion about it. You know, not, namely that you're that you're a racist, mm-hmm. um, and so that I think is what what gives it a lot of its force. I think a lot of the, um, the people that might otherwise question it or emerge as opponents of it are intimidated and they prefer to stay, to stay quiet rather than to be accused of, uh, 
of being a racist. So you have these extraordinary incidents. Uh, I don't know if you've heard about the uh, incident recently at the Journal of the American Medical Association, you know, one of the two or three most prestigious uh, journals of medicine in the world. Uh, he, he stepped down uh, when one of his, one of his uh, deputy editors uh, made an argument against uh, the idea of systemic racism in medicine. He said that systemic racism did not infect the medical profession. Uh, and there was such an outcry uh, about that statement um, that the editor of the Journal of the American Medical Association had to step down. So, you know, the, 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 the forces of intimidation on this are very powerful. And I think it, you know, it relates to the, to the power of that, of that narrative. You know, you're, you, uh, it's a little bit like, uh, you know, silence equals murder. Uh, it's a catchy little, you know, three word slogan. It's not true, but it has a tremendous power to it. And it makes people very afraid to stand up against it. We're, we're talking to uh, Richard Bernstein of Real Clear Investigations. You can find this piece at realclearinvestigations.com. It's amazing stuff in there. Um, uh, and, Richard, have we seen the end of standardized tests, or at least the beginning of the end of them? We certainly are. I mean, we're certainly at the end of them in some places. Uh, I mean, the University of California system, uh, uh, I actually, your, re, your listeners might want to, check a piece that I wrote for Real Clear Investigations on this last year. The University of California system uh, is phasing out the SAT. Um, and what was strange there was that, the, that a faculty investigation actually found that the SAT w- was a good thing uh, and that it actually was, was good for minority uh, applicants. But the Board of Regents um, uh, decided to to eliminate it and what i found when i was looking into that was was very interesting i i listened to the board of regents meeting and you know the board of regents of the university of california is made up of you know mostly you know rich famous uh uh business people movie Mm -hmm. people uh uh they're not you know especially uh you know kind of left-wing radicals but there were a small number of people during, who were also on the regents who just set out and out, the SAT is a racist test. And, you know, once you have that accusation, uh, the discussion kind of comes to an end. Right. And my, my view of it when I was listening to the, to the regents meeting was that, you know, that people just kind of fold up and go home once the, once that accusation is made, and they thought, okay, what the hell, we'll just eliminate the SAT rather than be accused of supporting something that's been labeled a racist test. Uh, and that what was really amazing about that and was that the faculty itself, which are you know, hardly a bunch of uh, right-wingers on the University of California faculty, uh, actually rec- was recommending that the SAT be retained. Uh, so, but, you know, again, I think it, it, it illustrates the you know the the power of that accusation that, that that accusation has and just kind of blows away any opposition. Well, you you show lots of examples of companies who are proudly saying that it's uh, going to be all about quotas. I mean, they're push they're they're making no bones about their their plans moving ahead. That that's the way it's going to be. Yeah, and we're talking and, about large uh, companies. Yeah, we're talking about United Airlines, talking about Hewlett Packard, uh, um, Ralph Lauren has mentioned. Uh, there was, and, and it's not only me or Realtor that's using that the, the word quota. Um, mm-hmm. that, that actually, there's a piece in Bloomberg uh, that enumerated a bunch of uh, major corporations that are establishing racial quotas uh, in hiring. So, you know, I'm, you know, that's what I was saying. I think that's what's, you know, making for a sea change in American well, life. Should, this stuff has been brewing for a long time in the academic world, but now it's gone into the corporate world in, 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 a, in full, full yeah. force. Yeah, I don't know about you, but it, I, it seems to me that uh, we should get a little bit nervous when this approach is used on doctors and pilots. Uh, I, you know, I kind of hope that if I get on an airplane that, 
the guy who, or woman who's flying it uh, was perfectly qualified and no, no exceptions were made. Yeah. You know, I, I do have some thoughts about that. I mean, obviously, United Airlines uh, has to... It would be very, very bad for United Airlines if uh, you know accidents started happening because of unqualified pilots. I think there's a difference between sometimes what the corporations say they're doing and what they're actually going to do. Uh, mm-hmm. um, you know, they 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 get a lot of uh, plaudits uh, for you know announcing a program to diversify and to uh, bring in more. Minorities, and, and and by the way, I'm I'm all for it. Uh, you know, as long as the people are 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 qualified. But when it comes right down to it, uh, you know, are they are, they don't manage to meet their quota of fifty percent of the of the uh, students in the in their in their flight school? Uh, if they don't meet the quota of fifty percent, are they going to put uh, unqualified pilots out there, or are they you know simply going to quietly? not meet the quota and not say anything about it. I think probably that's what's going to happen. Yeah. Well, with United um, Airlines. On the other hand, with medicine and stuff like that, where the criteria are, you know, yeah, med school. You know, yeah. So a little, a little harder, harder to tell, uh, you know, right now, even now, uh, there are disparities in test scores and grade point averages and stuff like that between minorities and others getting into medical school. If they want to increase the number of uh, of minorities getting into medical school, the disparity is going to grow is going to get greater. Now, you know, at one point, does that does that become dangerous? Uh, I, I don't know. Well, um, one thing, and I, I mentioned this all the time in, in discussions about this. Uh, it's it's a, it's universal to me. Um, that seems to always be missing from stories or, or movements like this is the number of applicants for jobs that that are claimed to be underrepresented underrepresented how do you increase the numbers of people applying for positions if if there are not enough uh black people or enough women uh or whatever group you want to identify applying for jobs as pilots then you, how do you, how can you narrow it down and, and just focus on the number of pilots who exist they only have a certain uh, number of people to choose from. Yeah, well, it's the pipeline. It's the pipeline issue, uh, and you know, again, I—that's one of the things that makes me think that there's a certain amount of just you know of PR involved mm-hmm. in these uh, in these statements, or it's a company, or it's an organization like the American Medical Association that, under a certain you know political pressure or because of the atmosphere, it will. It creates an office of uh, diversity and inclusion, and then the office of diversity and inclusion, you know, goes ahead and maps out an ambitious plan to, as this AMA document said, infuse uh, uh, racial equality in every aspect of medicine. Uh, um, you know, whether they're really going to do something. Uh, whether it's really going to change, uh, or whether it's just you know kind of lip service to an idea that you know we'll we'll see that as you know as time goes by. Uh, but you know if if the people are not in the pipeline, uh, then the quota can't be met. It's as simple as that. Yeah, I'm I'm out of time here, Richard. Uh, the piece is at uh, Real Clear Investigations. Richard Bernstein. I, I, uh, no way I had enough time to go into this uh, in the kind of depth that it deserves here in the 15 minutes or so we had here. Everybody should really check this out because you've got great uh, evidence of all this insanity that's out there. I, I suggest everybody take a look at it. I thank you for coming on the show, Richard. Thanks for having me, John. Okay, that's Richard Bernstein of Real Clear Investigations. We'll be right back. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. An Air Force base in San Antonio went on lockdown this afternoon for an active shooter warning, but there are no immediate reports of injuries. Joint Base San Antonio issued the alert at midday. Officials are reportedly preparing a statement. President Biden will soon be arriving in the United Kingdom. 
on the first foreign trip of his presidency. The president will spend the next week meeting with G7, NATO, and EU allies. National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan. The trip at its core will advance the fundamental thrust of Joe Biden's foreign policy to rally the world's democracies to tackle the great challenges of our time. Those challenges include the COVID-19 pandemic, China, and Russia. The last day of the trip will feature face-to-face talks with Russian President Putin. Greg Clugston, the White House. Stocks remain mixed. The Dow down 66 points. The Nasdaq up 23. This is SRN News. Have a traumatizing childhood memory of an Easter egg hunt. The big hunt was a big deal in our family. And I have this memory of running and excitedly reaching for eggs, only to have my big brother and sister sweep in and steal them at the last second. It's Ryan, and unfortunately, this is a traumatizing reality our Faith and Family Mortgage Team is seeing from families across the country. Families are finding their dream home, only to have it pulled away by another hunter at the last second. At United Faith Mortgage, we unfortunately cannot scare off the other hunters, but we can very quickly get you pre-approved and make it look as good as possible to sellers. And then, once you do grab that Easter egg... See our story and read how our direct lender advantage can often save your family monthly and lifelong money at unitedfaithmortgage.com. We are United Faith Mortgage. United Faith Mortgage is a DBA of United Mortgage Corp. 25 Meadow Park Road, Melbourne, New York. Licensed mortgage banker. For all licensing information, go to NMLS Consumer Access. Or corporate NMLS number 1335. Rack NMLS number 65233. Equal housing lender. I license in Alaska, Hawaii, Georgia, Massachusetts, North Dakota, South Dakota, or Utah. AM 1250, The Answer. Larry Elder. At the graduation ceremony of Wilberforce, the president told the students, all your debt has been forgiven. If colleges want to forgive debt as long as taxpayers aren't on the hook for it, by all means. Barack Obama recently weighed in on election laws, said folks ought to be called out on voter suppression, weighed in on the death of George Floyd, but said nothing about the 60 people shot Friday to Monday in Chicago. Cat got your tongue about your adopted hometown, Chicago. The Larry Elder Show, weeknights at 7 on AM 1250. The answer. Daisy sheds like crazy. Our hairballs have hairballs. Our cat mama, she has dandruff and an oily coat. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. I was thrilled when I heard Dynavite for Cats was coming out. If you love your pets as much as I do, you want to do what's best for them. Dynavite is a life changer. Lately, she's been a lot more playful, a lot more energetic, more active. Dynavite for life. You won't believe how happy your cat will be. I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Hi, my name is Ryan Bourne. And I'm Danica Bourne. And, and we're, we're the, the owners, owners of South Coast, Coast Tax. We would like to thank our Lord for protecting us from evil. Psalm 91 states, He is my refuge and my fortress, for He will rescue us from every trap and protect us from deadly disease. South Coast Tax are Christian-based tax accountants and attorneys who specialize in releasing bank levies, wage garnishments, and filing complex tax returns. We are the leaders in acceptance of offers and compromise with awesome results. We are also a small firm who will treat you like family and not just a number. Call us today at 1-800-TAX-1176 for a free consultation. And we'll take the time to explain all the programs that you qualify for in order to allow you a fresh start. In John 8.36, so if the sun sets you free, you will be free indeed. And one way we can achieve that is by being debt-free. So let us help you today. Call us at 1-800-TAX-1176 and together we can help achieve this goal by putting the IRS tax debt behind you for good. Again, that number is 1-800-TAX-1176. AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The Answer. WPGP Pittsburgh. A division of Salem Media Group. Listen on The Answer mobile app, smart speakers, tune in, iHeart, or radio.com. Stuck in traffic? We've got The Answer. Seeing the usual rush hour clog-ups along the parkway west, inbound Carnegie to the Fort Pitt Tunnel, taking close to an extra 10 minutes. And also on the outbound side, Banksville Road to Carnegie, that's looking busy. Parkway East outbound, about an extra 10 minutes. Boulevard of the Allies to the Squirrel Hill Tunnel. Your speed's down to 15 to 20 miles an hour in some spots. Look out for an accident on Washington Place at Bigelow Boulevard. That's a look at traffic. I'm Jenny Robinson. AM 1250, The Answer, Weather. Tonight will be warm and humid with considerable cloudiness. Expect a thunderstorm in spots in the evening, followed by a passing shower late tonight, below 66. Tomorrow, mostly cloudy and humid. We'll see a brief shower or two in the morning. That'll be followed by a thunderstorm in spots in the afternoon. We'll reach a high of 80. Friday, mostly cloudy and humid. Expect a passing shower. We'll see a high Friday of 76. With your Mackie Weather Forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. Warning, listening to this program may expose you to toxic masculinity. The John Steigerwald Show. 
on AM 1250. The answer. Yeah, I'm on a little bit of a crusade here. I think the 2022 Winter Olympics in Beijing should be boycotted. Actually, I think they should be moved, which means that a boycott would have to materialize in time uh, for the International Olympic Committee to have to have the time to find a new country. I saw a story today that 10 countries are now pushing for a boycott because of the Chinese treatment of the Uyghurs, forced sterilization, uh, uh, slavery, uh, concentration camps. And I thought about an interview I did back in February with a woman named Shannon Tiezi of the Diplomat.com. She lays out the case for doing it, and I haven't heard a better case made yet, and every politician in America should hear this. Listen. Would you say the uh, the movement to boycott the 2022 Winter Olympics is growing? Yes, I would definitely say that. Um, in the past few weeks, we've seen some members of Congress speak out uh, saying it's not right to be holding an Olympics in a country that's you know, committing ongoing crimes against humanity. Um, there's also been parliamentarians in Canada and the UK speaking out. Uh, human rights groups have been vocal about this for months. I think now that we're less than a year out from the Olympics, this question can't be pushed back anymore and it can't be avoided. And we're seeing a lot more discussion. Is it realistic to think that the, uh, the International Olympic Committee could change its mind and change the location at this point? If enough people uh, I- threaten it. I do not see that happening. Um, the IOC is not known for taking bold stands on uh, human rights issues. Um, right. They've already signaled that you know, they consider sport to be somehow completely separate from politics, and they don't think that boycotts are appropriate. And there's also the fact that when they were initially doing the bidding for this Winter Olympics in 2022, there are only two countries interested in hosting <laughs> China and Kazakhstan, um, which is how Beijing wound up with these Olympics anyway. Um, so I don't see the IOC taking a stand on this. It's going to be up to individual countries. That's a story in itself. Um, why, why only two countries in the, on the entire planet were interested in hosting the Winter Olympics? That's, um, that, that's a, that would be an interesting uh, story to investigate in itself. Um, but, but why is hosting the Olympics so important to China? China uses the Olympics as a way to um, prop up uh, the Chinese Communist Party regime, um, give it extra domestic legitimacy. Essentially, it it wants to create this vast showcase of uh, how powerful China is and influential on the world stage. Um, and the Olympics is really a way to signal to its people that China has made it, more or less. China has completed its rise and is a respected international actor. And that's exactly what we saw they did with the uh, 2008 Summer Olympics in Beijing. So we can expect that we're going to have the same sort of propaganda and celebration, not just of China, the country, but the Communist Party that rules China and is committing all of these human rights abuses. And that's why I think the boycott is so important, because you're taking part in this Olympics, you're directly contributing to that propaganda campaign. Yeah, and what what did they get, though, from hosting the the 2008 Summer Olympics? Uh, You said what they wanted, but um, uh, how how much benefit did they actually get from it, do you think? It's debatable because the benefits are not directly measurable. Um, And also, right around that same time, you had the global financial crisis, uh, which China also used to say, you know, we weathered this crisis better than any country in the world, and therefore we have a better system than any country in the world. But certainly uh, they point to the 2008 Olympics, the Chinese Communist Party does, as a sign of, you know, kind of the day that China arrived on the world scene, that this legitimized China as a major power and a major force in the world. Uh, and again, you, you can't really measure that, right? <laughs> but certainly, um, they got a lot of positive media coverage for China. You have all these journalists converging on Beijing for the Olympic Games, and they're not talking about human rights abuses generally. They're talking about, you know, soft stories like what do the people eat and what is life like in China and how much China has developed over the past 30 years, um, which really is an incredible story, but shouldn't be divorced from how they developed so quickly, which is they're an authoritarian one-party state. 
Yeah, uh, there seems to be just about um, universal agreement that uh, right now the Chinese are involved in slavery and genocide and the treatment of the Uyghurs and, and other groups. Um, if that doesn't get you boycotted, what would? I, mean, if, I think you know, that's exactly the question. I mean, you had the U.S. government um, explicitly said, we did an investigation and we believe that China is committing genocide. Um, and if you're not going to step away from an Olympic Games when the host country is committing ongoing genocide, <laughs> again, the question you ask is, when would you? And I think the implicit answer is never. Um, if this game goes ahead, there is nothing that a country can do to lose itself in Olympic Games in terms of human rights abuses. Yeah, just a few minutes ago, I saw an interview with a Chinese woman who uh, was uh, picked up, uh, put on a train and taken to a camp, um, gang raped, tortured, and she somehow survived it. And she's out now. Uh, I mean, you wonder what she thinks when she hears about the celebration being planned in Beijing a year from now. Yeah, I mean, if you look at all of the human rights groups that have been covering this, um, including Uyghur groups, uh, groups and activists made up of people who have survived these camps or have family members in these camps, they are all universally against it. Um, but it's a hard sell for governments. I mean, we've seen what China has done to Australia, which all they did was say, we believe there should be an impartial investigation into the origins of COVID-19. And China bans coal imports from Australia. They put massive tariffs on several of their other products, beef and wine and lobsters. Uh, so you can imagine how bad the uh, retaliation from China would be in terms of, you know, blocking trade with uh, any country that would dare to come out and boycott the Olympics. So I think China knows that it has this card and it's been threatening any country that steps out of line. It's going to get hit. We're talking to Shannon Tiazi of The uh, Diplomat. She's the editor at The Diplomat. And you can find, is it thediplomat.com, Shannon? That's us. Okay. Now, I'm just wondering, did you happen to hear the soundbite that's making the rounds from Joe Biden's um, town hall last night where he kind of gave the Chinese a pass on their um, their human rights issues because it's part of the culture and, you know, they need the control? I did, I did that? not hear that particular one. Um, I did hear... The White House spokesman a few days ago explicitly said that they're not discussing uh, a boycott at the moment. Yeah. Well, he uh, you'll hear it, I'm sure, somewhere today because it's everywhere. But he he basically uh, said that he's he's um, the, the Chinese leadership uh, has a, has a has their own issues and um, that part of the culture is being in control because of pressure from the outside world. They have to make sure that it was a, it was a really bad answer, uh, and he's getting beat, they're, they're beating him up about it pretty good, and he, he deserves it. Um, so he doesn't sound like a guy who's going to get behind a boycott. So um, what, what do you mean when you say that there's a massive overlap between countries that would be expected to perform well and the countries that would be most likely to take part in a boycott? Sure. Um, so in 2020, you had 37 countries sign a letter to the UN Human Rights Council denouncing China's Xinjiang policies. So these are the countries that are most likely to take part in a boycott. Again, this is not a guarantee because, as I said, there's, there's serious, going to be serious consequences for this, and it's going to take real courage for these governments to step up. But those 37 countries, if you look at them on a map, it's the U.S., it's Canada. It's almost all of Western Europe, Japan. Um, these are the countries that traditionally dominate the Winter Olympics. Um, I went and crunched some of the numbers, and collectively, these 37 countries who signed this letter won 90% of the gold medals uh, at the 2018 Winter Olympics. And they won... Um, 85% of the total medals at Winter Olympics throughout history. So you imagine if someone and some government was willing to take the initiative and got these 37 countries, you know, to literally put their money where their mouth is and say, we're not taking part in this Olympics 
that's, you know, 85 to 90% of the medals that would have been won at Beijing are, are not going to be won by these people. And what I've been saying is you get these countries who are, you know, most of the medal contenders and most of the sports, you organize an alternative competition and that solves your problem of this is unfair to the athletes because in that case, most of their major competitors would be at this alternative competition and not in Beijing. Yeah, and I think you point out in your piece uh, that in 1980, when the, uh, the uh, U.S. boycotted the 1980 Olympics in Moscow, um, enough countries showed up that it was, you know, I mean, it was not good to not have the U.S. there, but they, they still had a, they had a pretty good time. They had a lot of competition, and, you know, the, the enough, enough competitive countries showed up that the U.S. wasn't missed all that much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's because the Summer Olympics is just a different beast uh, from the Winter Olympics. There are far more countries around the world that take part in those sports. The Winter Olympics, and again, you can argue all day about what this means for the Winter Olympics in general, but it's concentrated in the Northern Hemisphere and especially in um, the U.S., Canada, Western Europe, and also Russia. Uh, Russia is the one major medal winner that would wholeheartedly back China. Um, they have consistently said they have no problem with what's going on in Xinjiang, so they're going to be showing up in Beijing, regardless of what's going on. But, you know, they could conceivably be the only ones there who are serious uh, winter athletes, if we can get a boycott going. Yeah, those 23 countries that you talk about... Um them not showing up would make the Olympics a pretty well. I think you referred to it as a flop. It would be pretty meaningless. But what mm-hmm. would that do to China on the world stage, or what would it do to them in the eyes of their own people? To the, it to the would Communist be a Party? massive embarrassment for China, and I'm sure that they would try to spin it as you know the U.S. has it out for China, and this is part of a strategy to ridicule China and contain China. Um, They've been very, very defensive about uh, any criticism over Xinjiang. But the thing about China is they're always trying to control the information their population gets, right? But they've been hyping up this Olympics. As I said, it's very important to them for propaganda purposes. And you can't hide the fact that uh, all of the major medal-winning countries, with the exception of Russia, just don't show up. Uh, And all of a sudden, you have almost none of the top competitors in the winter sports at your prestige event. It's no longer a prestige event. Um, So it would be a huge embarrassment for the Chinese Communist Party. Now, the big question is, would this actually change what they're doing in Xinjiang? And that is much more debatable. They've signaled really no intention to change what they're doing, but we do have some evidence that all this international pressure is having an impact. Some of the survivors of the camps have said, you know, things started getting a little bit better um, after, you know, 2018 when this really burst into the public consciousness and media outlets started looking into it. So I think there's a possibility that it might change things for the better, but there's also just the moral fact that, you know, it's, it's wrong to help a government that's committing genocide make itself look good by hosting an international sporting event. And of course, the other thing, Shannon, is that uh, if the Olympics do go off as planned and there's no major boycott, that would put some pressure on the media. If they do go there to cover the games, that they would ask questions about that, do as much investigating as they could. I mean, in a communist country, good luck with that. But they'd ha- it would be up to the, the American network. I, I'm guessing it's NBC and the networks from mm-hmm. the other countries to expose it, wouldn't it? I mean, that, they could turn it into a positive by, by exposing what's going on. But I, I don't have a lot of confidence they would do that. Yeah, I mean, it's incredibly, incredibly difficult to do reporting in China and especially within Xinjiang, really the only way you can get in there is if the Chinese government invites you on a reporting trip and then you're talking to people who have been, you know, threatened or bribed into saying only the things that the Chinese government um, wants them to say. I mean, you can you can watch videos that have come out of these reporting trips and they're kind of eerie, these people in these camps 
singing if you're happy and you know what clap your hands that's real uh, dystopian sort of things so it's going to be hard for them to do any new reporting on this um, I think what you would have to do is just highlight the existing reporting um, talk to survivors who have left the camps just make sure that when you're showing the Olympics you're not just showing the positive face of China you are reminding people that there are people in Western China who are, you know, detained purely because of their race and their religion. Um, and make sure that that never goes overlooked. Shannon, I'm, I'm out of time. Uh, I appreciate it. I, I'm, I'm hoping to have you on again as, this, uh, as we get closer to the event a year from now. And I hope you uh, continue to push this movement. I, I really appreciate it. Thanks. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Okay, that's Shannon Tiazzi of The Diplomat. You can check her out at thediplomat.com, and we'll be right back. Through generations of fighting, anger, and pain, the Israeli-Palestinian conflict is still one of the most contentious and misunderstood issues of our time. Raising the question, is it possible to truly love your enemy? In the new film, Hope in the Holy Land, Filmmaker Todd Moorhead discovers the truth behind the headlines and misinformation with personal stories from Jews, Muslims, and Christians in their own words, offering a beautifully produced, politically nuanced, and morally sensitive look at both sides of the conflict. Bishop Kenneth Ulmer says the movie is embarrassingly enlightening. Ambassador Michael Oren calls it a candid, courageous journey through the complexities of the conflict. Hope in the Holy Land takes an honest look at the history and history in the making as you've never seen before. Don't miss Hope in the Holy Land. Available now at SalemNow.com. Watch this film and pass it on. Go to SalemNow.com today. It's finally time to replace that old leaky roof, or how about some new siding? You can count on Windows or Us, the area's premier exterior replacement company. This is John Steigerwald. With over 50 years' experience in the home remodeling industry, Windows or Us offers repair and replacement for roofs, siding, gutters and downspouts, windows, entry doors, even decks. A leaky roof left unfixed can lead to mold and mildew. Maybe you lost siding during the recent windstorms. Don't put those repairs off. Windows R Us offers 12 months no interest financing and no processing fee through Dollar Bank. Want new factory direct replacement windows for your home or office? Choose from 100% vinyl, commercial aluminum, wood, and composite. And how'd you like to never clean your gutters again? For a limited time, get a free gutter filter with the purchase of complete siding or roof replacement. That offers valid through 63021. All with 12 months no interest, no processing fee, and backed by the best warranty. Warranty in the industry. Schedule your free estimate and inspection today at WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. That's WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. I have two dogs, Sam and Bailey. Both are golden retrievers. Poor Sam, he was a mess. Always itching. His paws were soaking wet all day from just constant licking. He had bald spots on his back. I just don't like putting shots and steroids into your dog all the time. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Dynavite is nutrition. Probably two weeks after he started Dynavite, I started seeing great improvements. And today, 99% of his issues are non-existent. It's amazing stuff. Since Bailey has been 12 weeks old, he's been a Dynavite dog. And he has zero issues today. He won't eat his food without Dynavite. When I get out the Dynavite, my dogs actually salivate. Like I'm getting them a treat. They drool over it. Dynavite is the best thing you can do for your dog. You won't believe how happy your dog will be. I get my Dynavite from D-I-N-O vite.com first we decide where we want to go then we need to know the best way to get there hi my name's adam barada i'm the owner of advantage gold we're the highest rated precious metals firm in the country we teach people how to own physical gold and silver now we've won the best of trust link award four years in a row because we educate our clients on how to buy gold and silver the right way we don't pay celebrity spokespeople millions of dollars. We'd rather pass that value on to you. Call 800-900-8000 and speak with one of our experts. We'll send you a free gold kit along with my latest number one national best-selling book, The Great Devaluation. Call 800-900-8000. That's 800-900-8000. Get the best information, the best process, the best service, the best value. 
Call Advantage Gold at 800-900-8000. Call 800-900-8000. The John Steigerwall Show, AM 1250, The Answer. Well, I got a couple minutes here. I want to just catch you up to date on what the big guy's up to, what he's been saying. He he, uh, warned the military service members today that, uh, are you ready for this, that the top, no, he didn't warn them, he reported on the fact that the top Pentagon officials consider climate change to be the greatest threat to America, uh, to the national security. He said, when I went over to the tank in the Pentagon when I first was elected vice president, the military sat us down and let us know what the greatest threats facing America were, the greatest physical threats. This is not a joke. You know what the Joint Chiefs told us the greatest physical threat facing America was? Global warming. There will be significant population movements, fights over land, billions of people leaving places because they're literally sinking below the sea in Indonesia because of the fights over what is arable land anymore. He uh, That was a speech to the Air Force personnel over there in the United Kingdom. He's over there to uh, take part in meetings with G7 and uh, NATO. And uh, every time I see stuff like this, I, I have to refer to the, uh, a, a piece that I keep handy all the time about uh, global warming, and it's uh, you can you can find it. If just uh, well, I mean, I, I can just I can just run them by you, but it would take me a long time because it goes back 50 years on uh, the things that have been said about uh, global warming and how the the um, the uh, planet is doomed if we don't do what these people uh, say we should do. Um, and uh, now we have the president of the United States jumping on this. 50 years this went on of uh, uh, the apocalypse uh, predictions about uh, what's going to happen to the planet if we don't do what uh, what uh, Al Gore says we ought to do. This is, this is one thing for uh, somebody on CNN to go on and say it, but the president of the United States is on there saying it. He says, we must all commit to an ambitious climate action if we're going to prevent the worst impacts of climate change, limiting global warming, to no more than 1.5 degrees Celsius and lead the global transition in clean energy technology. How about the wars that might be caused by people running around looking for energy, you know, because you're taking all of it away. Anyway, Joe's out there telling you and telling you that the uh, the military says we're in big danger and that's that's why we have all those tanks and planes and aircraft aircraft carriers. Global warming. Talk to you tomorrow. The John Steigerwald Show is a production of the Answer Pittsburgh and Salem Media Group.